Alright, welcome, welcome, welcome back everybody to Dice and Consequences, the Curse of Strahd. I'm Jake Geedy, your host and player for this series, and we're joined around the table, as always, Savannah Baldwin. Frida Leafhill. Kirsty Hamilton. Sherlyn. Eric Hamilton. What am I, Yelbert? Yelbert, yeah. Yeah, you're up. Yeah, exactly. I'm Jake Eady playing as Vincent. And of course, our illustrious and humble dungeon master, Austin Woodyard. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. There we go. That's that's a great intro. So alrighty. <laughs> so we're gonna go ahead and do our uh, quick recap of what happened in our last session uh before we uh get going. And uh real quick everybody, let's go ahead and get that roll out, shall yep. we? Roll D20s. The highest gets the honor of doing the recap. Oh, that's an 18 for Savvy. Cletus oh got an 18. It's looking good. <laughs> Yelbert, where you at? Off to a great start. Yelbert. All right. Okay. One. There we go. You know, I almost yeah. feel that I almost feel that because he got the nat one, he should, you know. No, it's, it's, it's not a 20, right? <laughs> it's not a 20. <laughs> be able to do the recap. It's a good thing. So I higher see. roll gets to do it. I see. Okay. All right, so it looks like it's going to be Frida. All righty. Well, it's been a little bit (laughs) since we last recorded this. So we entered the four-story white manor house and came upon... Oh, gosh. It's probably going to be split into two episodes. But sure, I'll just recap both of them. We came upon these portraits of a family, and it was labeled the Durst family with all these, these children smiling, these parents not so happy, and then this baby. We ended up finding some scrolls and that were very helpful and then this character's name Strahd showed up pulled up in a black carriage drawn by horses on the southern side of the manor then Elizabeth Durst the mother had written to some woman uh, referencing the sacrifice of the baby Walter to rid the house of an unwanted fiend and then Vincent found a secret passage in the dollhouse that led to the basement. Then we came across the tombs of the children in said basement. There were a bunch of bugs and monsters and such down that way. Then we found the cult. That's right. And Vincent tried to kill the dog. And Yelbert Allegedly. tried to kill Vincent. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> and it was a great time. Right. Yeah. It, it wasn't stressful at all. <laughs> no. And all allegedly. You know, saving the dog uh, due to some shenanigans. And then we buried the corpses. And then we ended with that letter from Strahd at the end. Uh, I I thought he actually showed up. He was actually in that carriage. He did. He was in the carriage. But then there was a letter at the end. Yeah, And then he gave something to one of you guys. A cloak of protection. uh, Plus one AC. That's right. That's right. Okay. Uh, all right. Anybody got anything else they want to add? I think that was pretty much all that happened. It's been a little uh, bit. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Take it away, Dungeon Master. Yeah. Uh, so, again, you're currently in the courtyard in front of the Durst Manor. As you guys are now looking around now, the mist has totally cleared up. The thickness that has disclogged the air has dissipated. You can see to the south a rushing river uh, passing to the east. To the south... West, a large snow-topped mountain, and to the south, the great thick woods. The place has a very natural beauty to it. Just south, the hill declines into this 
very clear looking stream. And we're we're on the old Zvalich Road, right? That's what it's called. That's right. Okay. To the west, you see a small village, uh, not too far off. Okay. So if I remember correctly, we also have the body of the of the housemaid or the nursemaid. Oh, uh, we buried we buried the corpse. Oh, we did bury her. We buried her at the end of the last session. Yes. Is that? Oh, okay. I didn't know if we were going to take her back into town because I thought she lived in the village there. And I thought we were going to burn the house to the ground too. <laughs> yeah. No. I I want nothing more to do with this house. The curse has been broken on it. I'm done. Done. Not going to do it. Uh. Well. Um. I believe we should continue along the road to the town. Try to figure out where the hell we are. That sounds probably best. Yes. Right. Let's let's get away from this house. All right. Lead the way. Yeah, do, we, do we have a marching order? No. No, we don't. Let's develop a marching order. So how it kind of works is everyone's going to be marching in single file. Uh, you have one person in the front. They are going to be rolling every time you guys move. They are usually the ones that roll perception checks. It's also the most dangerous position out of the bunch. The other most dangerous position is the one in the back. Okay. So, uh, I guess we should take a look at who has... Uh, I, to... I would like to be put into one of the dangerous positions, except the problem is that I have really low perception. <laughs> so, I could be in the back. <laughs> Who's got the best perception, then, out of the group? It looks like I have plus two. Okay, so I got plus two on mine. I have minus one. <laughs> and then, Yelbert, what do you got? Uh, not looking so hot, also. Uh, minus minus one. one. Okay. So then it looks like... What's your AC and what's your health? My AC is 10. Oh, God. Um, and my health is 13, I believe. 12. 12. 12 is 12. Okay, so my AC is 19 and my health is 12, uh, 13, excuse me. So I should probably be in the front. You no, know, I'm just thinking about this. I'm a squishy-ass sorcerer, and I have almost as much a as much HP as you do. Yeah, I roll really badly. I think that's well established <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, we both did. <laughs> it was oh, terrible. Boy. So right? I, I, I kind of see a cleric going first with the paladin close behind with the uh, rogue behind that. Followed by the sorcerer. Sounds kind of good, yeah? But the sorcerer is going to be squishy in the back. So the front and the back are the two most dangerous ones. But the two places that would make... The two people that would make perception checks that have the highest chance of succeeding are uh, Urlin and I. Yes. So oh. it would make okay. sense. It would make sense that one of us would be in the front, one of us would be in the back. Will the person in the back be making perception checks? Uh, sometimes. It depends on the encounter in question. Got Sometimes it. even a person in the middle. Okay. <laughs> All right, sneaky man. <laughs> okay, how about this? I'll take the lead. Okay. We can always switch it up later, but for now, I'll take the lead. Let's see. I don't know who wants to go second then. Would I'll that be Yelbert? Oh, you will? Okay, perfect. And then, Jake, you'll bring up, the, I mean, uh, Vincent, Vincent, you'll take up the back. Yeah. Yeah, I'll bring up the rear. Perfect. Ta -da. Oh, wait. There's a little marching. Another thing about marching at the beginning uh, of a march. Oh, we need Anthony as well. Anthony. Anthony. Who's Anthony? Oh, the dog. Yeah. No. no, 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 no. <laughs> Anthony, Anthony's Anthony's the 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 hunchback. The hunchback. I, know, I know who Anthony is. <laughs> yeah, <I mean. laughs> that was good. We do also need Lancelot, but I think uh, Lancelot's. Are we, we in... putting Anthony in here? Um. 
Somewhere in the middle. <laughs> yeah, somewhere in the middle. I think Yelbert has uh, Lancelot right now, I think. Yes, he does. Yeah. Away from Vincent. <laughs> yeah, freaking dog murderer. Alleged. I can't wait till that comes out. And there was oh my god. Allegedly. Oh god. I don't know what you're talking about. Nothing ever happened. Oh god. I, like, I hate Vincent. I'm sorry. I do. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is Jake was listening back because uh, he's editing some of them too. And uh, he's like, God, I hate Vincent. <laughs> like, I know. But well, I it's think... nice to hate someone, you know? Well, it's like, I think I'm playing him exactly how he would be in character. So, exactly. Yeah. Like, no, excellent like, job. He's not hate him. <laughs> meant to be someone that you like. <laughs> All right. Okay, so now we got the marching order. All right. Oh, there's the party. Another, another thing. Uh, at the beginning of the day, the party chooses the marching speed. Uh, oh. Normally, you can move 12 squares in a day. Oh. Uh, you can also change the pace. Uh, if you choose to go slow, you move eight, pa- uh, 8 hexes a day. You get plus 5 to perception, and you can take on a stealthy approach uh, where you can get the drop on enemies on the road. If you take the normal approach with the 12, uh, both of you are on equal playing ground, and when you take a rapid approach, you can move 16 hexes a day. However, you get disadvantage on perception checks, and the enemy will have the drop on you instead. Ooh. Okay. That's fun. Um, I am fine with a cool and cautious approach, uh, but yeah, I, I'll leave that up to you guys. I'm not. I don't think I have much in the way of stealth. Yeah, I I'm good with a regular speed. If you guys are up for that, regular speed sounds fine. Yeah, yeah. for now anyway. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll we'll change it up based on what we have to. Yeah, do. I mean we're we're leaving the big problem that we just dealt with. So yeah. Um. Okay. Oh, and tells me there'll be more. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, and go ahead and roll. Oh no. Right. I rolled an 18. That means After something probably happened. Oh, no. <laughs> go ahead and move us up. So, uh, as you guys are passing west along the Old Svalic Road, you'll hear the thumping of a rider's hooves, the stamping rapidly from the north, and suddenly, uh, dashing across the road through the center of the party is a skeletal horse with a rider atop it. Another skeletal rider. Holding a lantern high in its hand. Uh, can we get uh, Yelbert, Frida, and Antony to make deck saves? Got a 10. Whoa! Oh, look at that, Yelbert. Freaking 20. He's so, very dexterous. Antony and Frida will go ahead and take 5 bludgeoning damage. Fine. And Yelbert will take none. Uh, the, the skeletal rider continues to dash to the south, paying you no heed at all. That was rather rude. There is some dark sorcery afoot. Bones should not move on their own. What? Like, wait, what just happened? He just came through and just plowed on past us? Like, not our problem. He went right through us. I can only assume he is reenacting something from when he died. That's what I would believe, anyway. A foul omen, one would say. Well, that goes without saying, dear man. Well, should we bind wounds and and keep going, or...? I think we should heal up and keep going. I don't want to get into any more trouble. Very well. And he's gonna wrap himself up. He'll wrap up 
freed it as well. Oh, cool. So it looks like you got everything back there. Yeah. Thanks, Anthony. Of course. Shall we push onwards? Yes, indeed. Roll the nine. Okay. It's only for 17 above, so you can go ahead and roll one more. Oh, no. <laughs> as you're reaching against the town, this one shall not really do anything. But we'll switch the map over to the village of Rovia. Oh, I thought we were gonna we were gonna do a battle stuff. So I just saw the twenty and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, why am I suddenly rolling well? I don't know. <laughs> well, so that's see that's 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 the problem, isn't it? Like as soon as you get into something like where you like actually need to roll high, it's gonna be garbage, right? I used them up. <laughs> the dice giveth and the dice taketh away. But mostly take it away. Mm-hmm. I get very little. <laughs> just enough to keep you holding on, you know? Yeah, just enough to keep you keep you coming back and, and without, you know, without having the shakes, you know? So you begin approaching this village you saw in the distance, and these tall shapes are kind of all looking forlorn buildings, basically. The muddy ground gives to a slick, wet cobblestones. Uh, and as you see these village dwellings... The houses stare out from pools of blackness. Uh, there's no sound here except for one that cuts through the silence. A mournful sobbing that echoes through the streets. This couldn't be a normal village, could it? No, of course not. <laughs> of course not. What are we thinking? Do we want to look for the local church? I don't believe there's a church in this godless land. One can hope. I mean, that would be a good idea. Do we see any... Like, any sort of church spires or anything? Uh, to the northwest, you can see uh, towering above everything on a hill oh, is a church, a chapel, a small one. Okay, uh, I'm. I want to cast. Uh, I was thinking I could cast detect magic to try to uh, permeate the the blackness or whatever the whatever we're hearing. The sobbing. Yes. So, well, right. did, did, didn't you say? Didn't you say the buildings were like encased in darkness? No, or, that, or was that the, just a? The, all the windows are black, basically. Mm, okay, so it's like there's no lights on in there. Uh, yeah. Okay, I want to I want to cast detect magic to see if I can find the source of the uh, the screaming. Sure. Uh, you go ahead. You cast detect magic, and there's no magic within thirty feet from you. Okay, so it's obviously not within this area. So we should probably go up to. Uh... Uh, the scale of this map, uh, each square that you see is forty feet. Oh, lovely. Uh, can we tell where the sobbing is coming from? Somewhere from the west. It's kind of difficult to hear as the sobbing echoes between the, uh, the streets. Okay, shall we pr- move towards the chapel? Press on. Yeah. Whichever, well, you, you're in the lead, good lady. Do I have to roll anything? Do I just keep going? Uh, for every five squares, you have to roll a d20 here. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, as you are passing through the streets, a nearby house, a man is watching you from the door, holding an axe in hand. Uh, this is one of the first natives that you've seen alive. He has a balding head with white hair, and his skin is intensely pale. He holds the axe, uh, staring you guys down. Well met. He doesn't say anything or grunt or anything. 
basically watches Axe and Anne from the doorway. I suppose we right. should keep moving. Press on. Yeah, let's not linger. We might want to keep a might want to keep an eye on that though. Uh, to the south, you pass by a great big building. The sign above reads Buildraft's Mercantile. A sparse light spills out from the uh, heavy drawn curtains here. Okay. Do we want to approach? Uh, oh, we got a 20. Sorry. <laughs> we'll deal with the, the mercantile building first if you guys want to go in there. Yeah, let's go ahead. Yeah. Sure. You enter there. Okay. The establishment is a great sized building compared to the squalid dwellings around it, about 70 feet long. You go ahead and push on in, and a, uh, a small doorbell tinkles. Inside is a small lobby room with a great big table set across it to kind of block off the rest of the shop. Behind it stands a small-looking man, very pale, just as the one you've seen before, with a rat-like face. And he says, Oh, welcome, foreigners. Out-of-towners, I see. Come in, come in. Bildroth has many... Things an offer for you. How long have you has your shop been here, good sir? Well, my father also had known it at one time, but I imagine it's been even farther back than that. But my father died some fifteen years back, so I don't know much of the lineage of it. I see. Very well. What's going on outside? Hmm? We heard some wailing. Is everyone alright? Oh, that's uh that one woman, yes. I'm sure she's fine. Her daughter has just gone missing is all. Such, you know, misery is common here. You shouldn't worry yourself about it. How terrible. I take it you're uh, the adventuring type? Uh, perhaps some weapons, perhaps? Uh, holy water is quite common for you to buy. Uh, alchemist fire, perhaps? What is alchemist fire? Ah, he brings out a, uh, a small uh, glowing tube. A Vistani woman had come and bought a tremendous amount from me not too far back, but this, I'm sure, would do quite fine. Upon shattering, this fire does not extinguish for a good amount of time. Uh, very deadly to such terrible creatures that live here. And what terrible creatures would that be, sir? Oh, wolves, of course. I've, I'm sure you've heard them. They're Oh, a great infestation of them. Uh, the undead. One shouldn't travel at night, you know. Bandits. Bandits are quite common. Those Vistani wretches. You call them wretches, and yet you serve them willingly. One must make a living here, you know. I suppose, but... Very well. Um, what is this village? Where are we? You don't know where you are? Oh, wait. That is not uncommon. Uh, welcome to Barovia, my good sir. Well, I, I know the the place we are. I just don't know what this village is. You've never uh, seen a village? No, I've it's seen a, it's a It's a small gathering of people. Enough. The name of the village. The name of the village. Sir. Oh, it simply goes by Barovia. The same name as its uh, the good country's namesake. Very well. Uh, let's take a look at your wares. What were we looking for? I have a thing of alchemist fire. You have a thing of alchemist fire? Yeah. Um, okay, so what it what is what does it look like he has on, on offer besides the alchemist fire and holy water? Strangely enough, uh, really just stuff uh, kind of like adventuring gear, one would say. 
a number of weapons behind there, coils of rope, alchemist fire, even you see a few glowing jars of the healing rot. Some similar to the uh, syringes that you found down in the Durst Manor. I think I will go ahead and take some of the alchemist fire. How, how much for the alchemist fire? For this small vial, nearly 60 gold pieces. 60 gold pieces, good sir, really? Why, yes. One must make a living out here, you know. I see. Times are hard. I see, so it's highway robbery on the streets and in the buildings as well. How very rude of you, sir. I, Bildraff, would never think of robbing one of his fine customers. It is very difficult to get such things here, sir. Not many merchants pass through this way. I see. Well, I don't have anything else I wish to purchase, so I think I will leave you. Well, why not a shovel, good sir? One mustn't be found without a shovel. (laughs) I don't need a shovel, good sir. There's many graves here. You never know what you'll find within one. How dare you suggest we defile the sanctity of a grave? Well, they won't be needing it anymore. I wish to have no further converse with this man. Good day. And I leave. I just step outside. Now, surely you would want to shovel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the digging type. How much is the healing thing? So he, he picks one up and he weighs it in his hand. You know, these are quite useful things, you know. Mm-hmm. How about a simple 75 gold pieces? <laughs> oh it's a matter between life and death. How much is your life worth? Uh I do not have that much. <laughs> Perhaps you'd be willing to trade something, then. Surely you brought something in from your foreign lands? I have that hairbrush we got at the uh, the house, and I pull it out of my bag. Hmm. Let's see that here. You hand it to him. Uh, yes, yes, I hand it to him. Sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, he snatches it hungrily from you and uh, begins looking it over. That's the ivory hairbrush, correct, that you found in the... Yes, uh, yes. Hmm, I think I could give you 20 coins for this. Only 20? The silver is quite nice. I mean, the only interesting thing I have is a waterproof cloak, and I need it. Well, if you don't really have anything else, I probably will take the hairbrush back from you. Uh, he, he puts it on the, the counter. <laughs> Sad to see it go. It's, as you wish. <laughs> All right, but we need to get out of here. Yeah. These guys' prices are way too high. <laughs> Agreed. Let's go. Yelp, sure are you still here? Shovel? I'm still here. I, I kind of like leap above the table if I didn't see me. <laughs> ah, you were there. I can see that look in your eye. You definitely want the shovel, don't you? <laughs> it's quite big. Do you have a small shovel for him? He looks at the shovel and says, you could break part of the handle off. <laughs> True. No, don't shovel for me today. Okay. Best be off then. Thank you for yeah. your time. He looks perturbed uh, as he goes the part. <laughs> you really want to sell that shovel, damn. <laughs> Lower your prices, dude. Come on. Okay, I guess we're going to meet up with Vincent and start heading towards the, the church still. Okay. I've just been, Vincent has just been sort of like stewing outside the whole time. Oh, the brooding type. Mm-hmm. I'm not brooding. I'm meditating. Mm. All right. Oh, as you pass through the courtyard, uh, just to the north there, another good-sized building, from it ushers a single shaft of light 
it gives a solid pillar of illumination that dances across the courtyard. Above the gaping doorway, a sign hangs precariously askew, proclaiming it to be the Blood on the Vine Tavern. You can hear some talk of conversation from within. It seems that is the local watering hole, although it looks a bit in disrepair, but as does everything in this place. Shall we continue on our path, or did we want to go check it out? I think we can come back to it. Okay, let's keep going then. Uh, As you guys are passing by, a great storm of rats disperses from where you guys were walking towards, between all the houses and alleyways. Oh, God. Oh, no. Disgusting creatures. Uh, Are they coming towards us in a menacing manner? No, so there was a great uh, pile of, uh, like, a gathering of rats just around a corner of a house, basically, and they disperse upon your approach. Oh, they just ran away. Okay. Oh, I thought we were getting ready to roll initiative. (laughs) Was there anything that they were on top of? You go ahead and uh, take a look in the dark alley, and you see a man who has been eaten for a little while. Uh, his body must have just been left there to to rest. <laughs> so he's definitely rest. dead. Yes. Okay. Uh, there's a dead body over here. This poor man. I go up and I, I try to do some sort of last rites, although I'm not sure I can really do it much seeing as he's already dead. Uh, sure. You go ahead and... Give him some absolution. This is truly disgusting. Customs of this town are very different from home. Yes, they leave much to be desired. That is most certain. Anyway. All right, moving on. Let's move along, shall we? As you guys are heading up the hill, you see that this chapel is in shambles. Uh, The whole thing seems to be molding and just falling into decay. There is a light that ushers from within, however. Goodness, how the Lord's house can fall into such... <sighs> I don't want to see it. And I'm going to pull up a map for this. And I go ahead and continue in. Yeah, as you guys approach atop this this rise, against the roots and pillars of the gray stone, stands the gray, sagging edifice of stone and wood here. The church has obviously weathered the souls of evil for centuries on end, and is worn and weary. The bell tower rises towards the back, and flickering lights through the holes in the shingled roof. The rafters strain feebly against their load. Uh, in the distance, as you guys are looking up at this, you see a castle high above, looming over the village. Oh, oh yeah. All right, do we want to approach the door now? Yeah. Yes. Let's do it. All right. As you approach Yerlin, the heavy wooden doors of the church are covered with claw marks and scarred of fire. That's not terrifying. All right, I uh, open the door. Yep, uh, the doors open to reveal a 10-foot-wide, 20-foot-long hall uh, leading to the brightly lit chapel. The hall is unlit and reeks of mildew. Four doors, two in each of the hall, lead to adjacent chambers. You can see that the the chapel is strewn with debris, and you hear a soft voice from within reciting a prayer. Do I recognize the prayer? Uh, You can't really hear it. Oh, okay. Let's go ahead and wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's go ahead uh, and wait a minute. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a perception check here. Right. That would probably be a good idea too. Because I don't trust these doorways. All right. How's a twenty? In the hallway itself, you don't really see 
like anything in particular. Just beyond, you can see that uh, the main chapel room is in shambles. All the pews in there have been broken and turned to splinters. Okay, so it doesn't look like there's any kind of traps or anything that I can see here. No. Okay, so uh, I'm I just go in. Yeah, let's go there. You can see a little bit more clearly now, sitting behind the uh, guard altar, kneels a priest in soiled vestments. Next to him hangs a long, thick rope that stretches up into the bell tower. Oh my. And you said he's reciting a prayer? Yes. Okay, do I recognize the prayer now? Can I hear it? Uh, yes. So, uh, he is currently letting out a prayer for healing. Prayer for healing? Okay. I was going to say, I, if whatever it is, I, I, would, I would join him in it if I recognized it. Uh, he doesn't stand up. He maintains his prayers. Uh, underneath your feet, everyone can can hear something skittering across the floor underneath you. Nope. So wait, wait, it's not as brightly lit as it shows right now? It should be totally lit. It is yeah, very, very lit. The hallway outside is not. But candelabra and candles uh, surround this room, uh, creating a blinding light. You hear a skittering underneath you, underneath the floor, as if something was quickly climbing along the floor underneath you, basically. Got it. Got it. Uh, can I use a divine sense? Sure. Um, I forget how far that is. Can I ask a quick question? Yes. Do we have our spell slots back? You do. <laughs> oh, God, okay. I was Yay! literally trying not to do anything. I'm like, how do you guys have all these spells left? Yeah. Uh, oh, divine sense isn't a spell. It's just a thing I can do. Three times a day. <laughs> Uh, 60 feet. Is 60 feet. There it is. Tell sure. me what's happening. Uh, so, Frida, you sent something undead beneath you. Beneath us. Okay. I I relay that. I say, uh, there are undead here. Underneath the floor. Underneath the floor. Uh, of course there are. <sighs> I, uh, I call I call to the priest again and go, Sir, it's another man, a fellow man of the cloth. The... He stands up and looks to you all, stopping his prayer. He looks totally exhausted, barely able to stand up on his feet. Who are you foreigners? Do you come to help us? I believe so. If it is the Lord's work, I shall do it. I am but a humble servant. Uh, he nods uh, as he will uh, come around. I have nothing to give you all, but I do ask for your help in this horrible time. Speak and you shall be heard, good man. Our burgomaster was killed not... But a week ago, and something terrible has been descending upon our town, and has already taken my son. I, I ask you to, to go to the church in nearby Valaki, and see if the priest there has any way that you could assist us. What sort of creature? Yes. What manner of creature affects this town, you mean? Yes. None other than the cursed devil himself. Strahd von Zorovich. Ah, yes. We have made an acquaintance with the good Lord Strahd. He shudders. He has been sending his minions every night. Would you aid us, then? Are they vampires? Not the minions he's been sending here, no. They have been merely the dead that have been climbing out of our graveyard here. Where? So the, the dead have been coming out of your graveyard? He nods. And have they been returning at the end of each night? No. The only one willing to do the stand-up against them is the Burgomaster's son that may yet still live. 
I do ask that you aid him as well. He's currently holed up in the Burgomaster's mansion to the south of the town. We can find him to the south of the town, then. Yes. Very well. Um, first off, good man, do you know anything about Durst Manor? Is it some... someone of the nobleman's manners? I do not leave town very much, sir. We only okay. have our Burgomaster here of any nobility. Very well. I was just going to inform you that we have since cleansed that site. We recovered a woman's body that we laid to rest uh, outside of the grounds there. I did as best I could to consecrate, but of course I am... Uh, I was only able to do so much. He nods. And Christ will thank you for it. Please. There's nothing more I can do here, I'm afraid. This church has lost its hallowedness due to the foolish acts I've committed just, just this week. Foolish acts? What are they? For loving my son more than I should have. Tell me. He lowers his head, uh, looking ashamed, but he says, I have trapped my son underneath the church, but I had to remove it, the holy artifacts keeping it together here to do so. He has destroyed our church, and the only thing keeping him at bay is the meager chain I have over the trap door. So that is the scuttling we heard down below. He nods. Please. I I need something to heal him, to return him to being human. I'm sure it exists. My good man, I... I don't know. But I am afraid for the worst. He nods gravely. Valaki is much more protected against the devil's power. If rumors are to be true... He has not been there for a very long time, and they are safe from them. Please, see what you can do. Very well. I shall speak to my companions on this, sir. Where is this town? If you follow the old Salic Road, it should be no more than three days away. You should probably check on the man that's it's just south of town, though. Yes, the, the, the Burgermeister's son is uh, to the south, yes? Yes. It's not very well out of town. If you just follow the main road south, you should come across the mansion. Uh, also, are you aware that the... I'm sure you are, but are you aware the shopkeeper is charging exorbitant prices for common necessities? Only for foreigners, you see. I see. Those you would wish to swindle. Well, he won't swindle us. He didn't swindle you, did he? I look at I look at the other people. No. We should probably take our leave. Mm-hmm. Very well. We shall return. You nods. And, uh, I guess we uh, about face and uh, walk out. Oh hi, Anthony. Yeah, Anthony's uh, just waiting outside. <laughs> and he says, "Foul things have occurred here." Yes. Yes, indeed. I feel it in my bones. Yeah, that guy's son is dead. We believe that his son is, uh... Wait, did his son... Did he tell us what his son... What happened to his son? He did not. He did say no, he was dead. But he is undead. Hmm. So his son is unwell and undead, perhaps. His son is 100% undead. I could feel it. And he wishes for us to seek a cure for him, but I don't believe anyone such exists. Do you? There's only one cure. 
and it is an absolute. I cannot cure the dead, no. Only th things could be done. Is so there is nothing you can do for him then? Uh, the hunchback shakes his head. I didn't think so. We are to continue down to the Burgermeister's house and hopefully converse with his son. Let's pray he still lives. No, I'm sorry. Burgermeister? Burgermeister. Yeah. Burgermeister. However you would wish to pronounce it. Well, how is that spelled? Like burger and then master? Or bagel monster? <laughs> uh, so it is spelled. I will type it out. Okay. So so it's a uh, so it's a Burgo Master. Yeah, I'll put it in the Discord, huh? Which one do we want to then? So Whichever. it it depends on if you're if you're doing the Dutch or German version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll put it in podcast crew. Alrighty. Just because I'm like, what is this? Burgo Master. That's so Eng that's that's so English. So what is that? Uh, a mayor of sorts. An elected uh, official. All right, cool. Because I was like, I have no idea what this is. <laughs> is that where we're going? Yeah. Okay. That big old house. All right, I suppose we should travel on. Very well. Let us move along. Sorry, there's like someone playing country music right outside the window. I can hear it. It's yeah. so loud. You can't hear it with me, though, can you? No. I hate that. I fucking hate that. You're 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 rev you're revving your engine for no fucking reason, dude. Go back. Go back. <laughs> okay. Sorry, oh, I thought right. I was seventeen. <laughs> it's different in like, the town. I, got I it, have, got a, it, got I have it. different encounters for each one. <laughs> That's right. Go back. Go back. Go back. Go back. I couldn't talk, but because that motorcycle was revving their instrument Brrr. the whole time. They're pretty cool, to be fair. So cool. <laughs> Imagine not having a muffler. The poor, the poor people. They don't own mufflers. <laughs> exactly. That's that's the issue. So, coming northwards, you can see a small little trolley, a pink thing with a uh, small pink umbrella, uh, with a old woman pushing it. The rickety wheels kind of push and bounce off of the cobbles. You can see her stop in front of the building and knock upon it. Somebody comes out and thinks her pro profusely giving her some coins as she passes them a pie. She uh, pushes northwards, pushing her little cart. Upon seeing you all, she gives a little wave. I wave back. Heck yeah. Ah! Who are you, youngsters? <laughs> Travelers. Perhaps you would like a sweet? Well, as much as I would appreciate your charity, dear woman, I, I, can, I must abstain. I'm sorry. They're very good, you know. I don't doubt that they smell Come wonderful. On, so skinny, boy. <laughs> yes, I I am. Well, you can call me Granny. I sell these pastries from me and my sister's house, not too far to the north. Perhaps you would like to try one? I am good, my lady, but somebody else may. How much? Yeah. So she has a couple different pies, along with uh, some candies, some, some basic just sweets. And how much are they? <laughs> Ah, for the pies, simply one gold apiece. And for the candies, two silvers each. I'll take a pie. Sure. Would you like one of the meat pies or the potato pies? Uh, let's do one of the meat pies, please. Sure. 
you go ahead and take one of the meat pies from her. I'll Give take her one gold piece. Yes. I'll okay. take uh, one potato pie, please. Sure. And those are quite good, dearies. You'll find that they will simply help against the horrible place this is. You will probably see me around again if you pass by this way or by our house. I am certain we will, good woman. Thank you, dear Granny. Oh, she nods, uh, pushing your cart uh, to visit more houses. So the potato pie, upon consuming, uh, for the next six hours, your AC will be increased by one, uh, and the meat pie has a special stress-reducing heal. <gasps> oh, yay! <laughs> <laughs> by how much? Uh, it depends on how stressed you are. Okay. Well, right now I don't have much, so can I hold on to it for a minute? Yeah. You can get one of your prefer. Sweet. Will it oh, go you, bad? <laughs> you detect poison in it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it doesn't have any poison or disease. Oh, fantastic. All right. Just, just checking. Perfect. Thank you. Put it in my inventory Yay. now. Yeah, I'll put that note in there with it. All right. Gotta love Granny. Gotta love Grannies. That was pretty good. It's not all bad. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> I just don't trust you. I'm sorry. No, I, hey, man, I, I, I understand. You really gotta pull, to, pull, pull the punches sometimes. That way, when the, when you when you really hate it, I have completely began to absolutely mistrust every elderly person that that. Uh, what do you Austin mean? Puts in front of I them. only put good elderly people. <laughs> well, I just it's the young people you got to be worried about. <laughs> well, well, but but see, it's it's like they're they're either old cootie or they're like secretly the rogue. I'm convinced. <laughs> secretly the rogue, or the wizard yeah. that actually is the wizard. He's not a wizard, Ben. There's no way. There's no no way he's a wizard. He just beats me with a stick repeatedly. Different campaign, anyway. Different campaign. <laughs> Anywho. Yes. Okay, I'm a I'm a move now. Yeah. Uh, as you're <laughs> passing on this road. Uh, you can hear the sounds of sobbing coming from this house. Should oh. we pop in? Yeah, we should. I have okay, a feeling I... it has to do with what we just saw at the church, but yeah. Um, I uh, knock on the door. Sure. Uh, you approach the house, and you see that it's been boarded up and barricaded. Uh, the windows oh, wow. have all been nailed shut. You knock on the door. The crying does not stop. Ma'am? Do you need help? Crying continues. I don't know what to do. <laughs> so everything's boarded up, so we can't really... There's no entry point except the chimney, which has a fire. <laughs> yes. So I think we should keep moving. I mean, uh, is there... I mean, without breaking and entering, is there a way to contact her? Well, it's up to you to figure out, isn't it? We could break and enter. <laughs> I don't think that's a good idea. There's a reason... It's boarded it up, you know? Uh, can I look around for any way to get in? Uh, sure. Looking for, like, a, a back door or a window that's not boarded up? Yeah. Uh, you go ahead and begin taking a look around. Uh, and you see up in the back on the second floor is a window that is currently not boarded up. There's still a glass window there, but no boards co cover it. Okay. Can we see anything in, like, through that window? You take a step back to see uh, what you can see. You simply uh, see that it must be some sort of bedroom or such. There is a couple of nice blinds that cover it, and you can see a bedpost from this window. 
I don't think we should disturb this poor woman. She obviously does not want company. Well, isn't this the woman that the shopkeeper told us that her daughter was kidnapped? Or, yes. Or something like that? Yes, but I don't believe she's going to have any information. I mean, uh, oh, I probably due to not. her despair. We may just make it worse. It is possible. I just thought we may take a look at that, but if she seems unwilling to have guests or un against having guests, then I suppose we should move on for now. Well, we can come back later. Yes, I believe we will be coming back here very soon anyway. Okay. Uh, as you approach the manor house, you can see that a large overgrown garden surrounds it. With the garden, you can see that most of it has been trampled, as if lots of people have been walking over it. Bright red and blue flowers crushed underneath feet, ignoring them. Outside this looming building, you can see a pale man of blonde hair curling in the act of nailing boards onto all the windows to block them. Good, I guess, evening. Is it evening? I suppose. The time kind of slips away from you, as you don't really get to see the sun here at all. Yes. But uh, Good. you're not sure what, what time of day it is, really. Good sometime during the <laughs> day, sir. How about just good day? No. I like a bit of my way. <laughs> he stops for a moment, and he gives you a wave, motioning you to uh, come forward as he does his work. Uh, yes, and I approach. Sure. Uh, you approach the weary-looking mansion. The iron gates and fence that kind of surrounded it, that what that once penned in the garden, has been cast aside. The gate itself slings lazily in the wind and lets out a stuttering squeal and clang of the gate as it repeats with mindless precision. As you approach, the blonde-haired man stops, puts down his tools for a moment and approaches and looks to you all and says, Ah, oh, so, something I can aid you with. My name's Ismark. Ismark Koyanovich. Are you the Burgermeister's son? He nods. Yes, the, uh... Did you come looking for sanctuary, perhaps? A place to spend the night? I don't have... Too many rooms, but you can have mine. I don't have much sleep these days. The good man from the church, the priest at the church, pointed us in your direction. Says you might be doing something against all the undead that are sweeping through Barovia. The village. It gives you a look as if he was stunned. He says, you, you've actually come to help? Perhaps. Are you mad? And perhaps foolish. But I will oh, do the Lord's work. Very good then, man. There's something I, I really need you to get done here. I'm very worried about my sister, Irina. Irina? He nods. Several girls have been taken from the village, you see, and I've been worried about my, my sister. They've come for a few times now, but they've not gotten her. Very well. Where is she? Well, one of the creatures has put her into a terrible sleep, you see, and I have her resting in a room. They only come at night, and I... I prepare the house every night for the defense. I've been going about the town, helping some to protect themselves, but none were ready for this. Do you know anything of the woman who is wailing, inconsolable, in the down in the village? That's Mary. I had helped bar barricade her house as well. Her daughter Gertruda was stolen about three weeks back. She is not recovered at all. The town has been 
taken to calling her Mad Mary. That's very rude. But I suppose if all she does is wail, it can't be good on someone's sanity. Uh, would you come in? I don't have too much food to, to give you, but I can cook something up for you if you like. Now, what type, what type of sleep was your sister put under? I do not know. You see, my sister's always been a special one. Always not been as pale as everyone else. And she has become ever more and more pale, like death. She has not reawakened for four days, ever since it's been visiting us every night. As I defend, defend the town from the dead, something comes and flies to her window. Something flies to her window? Uh, he nods. So they're trying to reach her specifically. Oh, goodness. goodness Maybe goodness. go see her. He nods. Perhaps if you have some sort of healing, it'd be much appreciated. I don't have much, but I can do my best. I, I'll help as well. Uh, he'll go ahead and uh, press on forward. Anthony can always come too. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's coming. The manor itself has a great set of doors in front of it, which he pushes forward, uh, letting you guys inwards. Inside is a small entrance room where one would place their coats and whatnot. And beyond is a great big room that's brightly lit. A bronze chandelier hangs down from it, and the door itself is flanked by two sets of armor. You can get the fireplace going here if you'd like to go gather some wood. But she's upstairs as sure. he heads up to a stairwell just north, or just south, I should say, of the great meeting room. Okay, I would like to go see his sister first. Yeah, sure. I'll go with you. As you go upstairs, you can smell like a faint smell of death not too far off. You enter into another hallway with another bronze chandelier above. And he uh, points down the hallway towards a room. She says, uh, she's within. Let me unlock the door. And he'll unlock the door and open it for you. Okay. I go inside. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, inside is a small bedroom. Uh, there's a bookshelf filled with all sorts of books on one end uh, and a dresser next to the bed. It's not a terribly uh, large bed, but not small either. You can kind of sense the wealth of the uh, folks living here. Uh, on the bed, it's on the bed, or in the bed, I should say, is a very beautiful-looking woman of amber hair. She's very, very pale and doesn't look very healthy, very sickly-looking. Hmm. Got it. Um, I want to check the window first. Sure. Kind of look and see what I can see. You check it and see that from the outside, Ismark must have been nailing it shut, and you can see that there is a lock on it as well. But the glass window doesn't seem damaged at all. Okay. Rita, perhaps you could, if you are still was, able to. Yeah, gonna cast Detect Poison and Disease. Sure. I don't think you will detect any at all. She's not diseased. No. Can I please do a medicine check? Sure. Uh, See if I can tell, like, I mean, obviously she's really pale, but, like, if I can figure out maybe... sickly. Yeah, you go ahead and, and take, a, take a look at her. Antony will go ahead and give you a hand. Uh, and uh, you go ahead and lean down, uh, checking her out. First thing, you, you kind of feel if she has a temperature or anything. She does feel cold. But you go and check her, her pulse, and her heart beats very, very slowly. You kind of think that perhaps she's lost a tremendous amount of blood. I don't know if... Um... Can I inspect her, like, her skin, check and, like, check and see if there's any sort of... Light? <laughs> 
well, I was going to say fight, but I was trying to stay in character. <laughs> like, uh, mm-hmm. Any sort of, well, bite or like parasitic thing attached or like rashes or anything like that. As Mark looks uh, awkward in the corners as you guys watch as you guys work, you go ahead and start checking for bites. And after just a little bit of looking, you, as you move her chin up, you see a two faint bite marks upon her neck. Ah, oh, damn it. I show urine. Of course. Do you think maybe those vials that we have might help? The ones we got from the manor? I would think such magical healing doesn't aid against such blood loss. We yes, would need I'm... to commit to a transfusion. Yes. Do you know what blood type she is? What's a blood type? <laughs> yeah. I know. Yes. Every, every, everybody's O. Everybody's O positive here. It often works if we have a family member. And luckily we oh. do here. Oh, good. Well. I find if I had a family maker, member, they usually just get sick. Mm, yeah, see. that would make sense. You know, you have to have similar type of blood, right? Sure. <laughs> sure. Yes. Because this is this is a fifteen. This is the fifteen hundreds. Right. Right. You've got to have no. blood that's related to other blood. <laughs> exactly. Well, well I, how are his humors? Is it a bile imbalance? Sadly, no bile to work with here. Mm, I see. I see. Very well. Very well. Uh, I suppose if her humor, her her humors are simply out of out of order, and I, I believe that bloodletting will not help anymore. Hmm. Uh, no, she's lost lots of blood. Yes, yes, yes. I have the means to add some more to her, though I will need you for a while, this mark here. So, uh, you'll need, uh, her brother? Yes. Okay. Mm, I'm gonna pull Yerlin aside, away from Ismark. Okay. Far enough so he's not listening. Do you think it's a good idea to transfuse human blood into someone who is, has just been bitten by a vampire? Be quite honest, I don't know if she'll survive any other way. I know, but will that turn her? Is that I, how vampires work in d and <laughs> I, I, uh, I know, know nothing of the kind. Well, I was like, <laughs> it, may, it may be how, I mean, I don't think D&D, I think it's D&D, but I think vampires have have, vampires work. Yeah, it's, like, it's like vampires work different than how, how do here. How do Austin's <laughs> vampires work? You don't know. I don't, do I? <laughs> okay, I just, I don't want to accidentally turn her into a vampire, was all the thing. As long as she hasn't, I suppose, drank blood from a vampire, then I think it should be okay. Well, I don't really know if that's how it works either. I don't either, but I'm making stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's what I've heard. <laughs> I There have been legends. <laughs> I would assume her brother would want to do anything. He could to save her. That's true. I have a, I've got a book here that I, I picked up in the Durst house. That is all about, I think, the history and things of Barovia. Yes. Would that be any help here? Uh, it's the history of the nobility crypt. Uh, I just have uh, book. I have, well, I have books of Barovian history, so I have several. Hmm. Uh, it wouldn't be able to help you in this case, no. Okay. Uh, such thing, uh, such things you recall, uh, such pages, considering vampires at all, were torn out. Oh, that's right. That's right. 
Um, I do also have a wizard's book. It is a book, but not the good book. It's a spell book. Ah, yes. Containing his spells. Containing his spells. Okay, well, since I'm not a wizard, I can't use it, right? That is correct. That's right. Okay. Well, I guess we don't really have much of a choice. And I don't want her to just straight up die. Well, well, I mean, you you could ask Antony about vampires. Antony. (laughs) What do you know? Uh, Against such unholy creatures, very little. Though, they do have pointed teeth. So we could take her teeth. Okay, we should probably check her teeth. What's going on with them chompers? Yeah, you go ahead and uh, peel open her top lip. Uh, and you see that she has perfectly normal human teeth. Okay, good. We should keep an eye on those, I think. <laughs> should we test a little holy water on her? I don't know. Mm, Maybe test her with too, our cross? That, that's a great idea. I, I'm wise. Should we also take some measurements of her teeth? <laughs> see if they've grown. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> what? My, what big teeth you have. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. Anthony said we should keep an eye on her teeth. How will we know if they've changed if we don't have face measurements? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've actually never really seen a vampire's teeth. First half. Know. But I would imagine they'd be quite teethy. Very long. <laughs> like a dog's. <laughs> Oh God! I mean, it's not—it's not a terrible idea. It just might be excessive. I don't know. I don't know either. I'd also like to just measure her teeth. Just go ahead. Just—I'm gonna measure her teeth. How, okay. How big are her teeth? I don't know how large the incisor is. <laughs> Average incisor size. Let's see it. Average incisor. Average, well, uh, you should be more specific. Average female. Mm, yes. Human female. Human female. Human female. <laughs> are you a lizard? Oh, no. <laughs> That's there, like, there, I think lizards have teeth. The millimeter hasn't been invented yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, then we have to go. To, we have to. We have to go further back. So, like, how about cubits? Can we can we can we can we convert them? Uh, into all right, so like... I got the millimeters, the cubits. <laughs> <laughs> One cubit, so like like an eighth of a cubit. <laughs> like an eighth of a cubit. See, I see an eighth of a cubit. Well, I suppose we could use Roman inches and compare like those those things. I mean, those no, actually, it's a lot smaller. It's like 0. 0.08 cubits. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, let's okay. see. Hey, what why, what was the historical uh, measuring system there? They're human size. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm writing this in my notes. I'm putting her teeth are approximately 0.08 cubits as of now. <laughs> That's it. Right. They're in my notes. It's official. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, Vincent, why don't you test your cross on her? Uh, okay, I take my cross off and... I thought you were going to say crossbow. And I was like, what? <laughs> it's like, well, I could do that as well. Uh, okay, yeah, so I just go ahead and, like, I, I touch her with my with my cross. Yeah, she doesn't shriek or burn or anything weird. Okay. Ismark, Ismark remarks, I had uh, thought of that too, but something has come in and taken the crosses. Uh, hmm. Yes. Why don't we try um, some purifying water? Yes. 
She's not a vampire, you know. She can't be. How do you know that? Well, she's just not. Well, how do you know? You can just feel it, you know. <laughs> Brother's intuition? You, uh, you could ask Doru. Who's Doru? He's, uh, if it's to be true, I haven't really gone to see the church yet, but our good priest is holding a vampire hostage. His, His own what? son. Oh. His son. <sighs> yeah, that's what I told you before we left. <laughs> I thought he was just some sort of undead. I didn't... He is... So Doru is the name of the priest, right? That's his son. That's his son. The priest is Donovich. So she, she's probably not a vampire, so we should do the transfusion. Yes. yes. And I don't believe Doru would be in much um, much assistance at this time, seeing as his father has him chained in the basements. Yeah, we'll have to deal with that eventually. Indeed. Here's Mark nods. All right, Doctor. Let us... Go ahead and go about your medicine, then. Wait, is there anything you need us to do to help, um... Yes, yeah, since you'll be sitting here for a while. You'll be sitting here for a while. He grits his teeth, and he says, I really should be the one to do this, but... Here, I'll help you real quick before we, uh... We begin this. I imagine he has to set up his tools real quick. Will you follow me to, uh, my father's old room? Of course. He, he uh, goes across the long hall... Uh, towards the, the door that smells of death. We are unable to move him alone, you see. Mm. Oh. The coffin is ready in here, however. Uh, he says, uh, shakily unlocking the door. Inside the dark room, there's a large window that points southwards uh, towards the river that runs east. Uh, you can see the, the force in the river in the background, but laying in the bed is a very old corpse. One that's been decaying here for maybe a week. Laid out next to it is a coffin. Well? Very well. I will help you, good sir. If we could get his coffin, or him in the coffin, that is, and then take him to the church to be put the rest of the rest of our family, that would be appreciated. I would be happy to help, sir, but I don't know if the graveyard is necessarily the best place for your father at this current moment. It has lost its consecration, you see. Damn. Where else would we bury him, then? We could at least put him in the coffin, because it seems that the dead who are buried are coming back, as of now. Well, let's at least move him in the coffin, and then we can discuss further. Yes. Uh, you go ahead and help Ismark get his father into the coffin. The I was like, can I, I, was like, can I help with Mage Hand? <laughs> 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 it, only, it only is able to hold five pounds, so it's not that's, terribly... That's okay, I just push five pounds worth of the weight. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, helpful. So, I know, I'm, I'm, do, I'm doing the most here. So yeah, you guys uh, get him into the coffin as uh, Ismark closes it and says, uh, Thank you. I'll go uh, get the, the medicine now, then. Uh, Ismark, do you happen to have some nails? I do. I've purchased a rather large amount from Pilgraf. If you go outside, I have a good bit of wood and nails there for you. Very well. Can someone fetch me those nails? I'm going to nail this coffin shut. We should also probably go grab some firewood. 
Yes. Indeed. And, and I and I'll use and barricade while he does all that stuff. Yes, and I'll use prestidigitation to to light it up so we don't have to waste any fire starters Got or it. anything. Okay. Okay. Um I'm going to go gather firewood. Okay. Sure. I'll go get some nails and then and bring them back in and then grab planks to like continue working on whatever he was working on when we got here. Sure. And then Yelbert, what are you going to do to be useful? Uh I I'm pretty strong. I can carry some firewood with you. Okay, come with me. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you go ahead and uh, get about doing that. Uh, getting the house shirt up and whatnot. And after a bit, after everyone's got their work done, you can see Antony coming down the stairs uh, announcing that he has successfully done the treatment. Very oh, fantastic. Well. How, uh, how is Ismark? Uh, he's doing fine. He's a strong lad. And Irina? I imagine she'll be up just by tomorrow. The lad has asked if uh, we would take her to Valaki, where she would be more safe there. Valaki? Is that the town? Is that, that's the town we were heading to anyway. Three days away. Wonderful. She should just need the night's rest and be up. Mm-hmm. That is, if we survive the night. And that the beast that has come for her multiple times does not find her again. I believe we should. So we have holy symbols. Oh, does Donovich, does he still, ha- does he still have the holy symbols? Uh, yeah, you would imagine he would have had some at the chapel. Mm-hmm. Or so is- perhaps he had thrown them out. They don't really recall seeing other than the, uh, the one on the altar itself. So I was thinking if we could get the stuff from him, and apparently they still they have an aversion to holy items. We could hang them in the house and, you know, sort of leave them there for whomever, you know, they, so they can't get in. I don't know if it'll turn the undead, but it could help. I suppose we could go back to him. I mean, I don't know. I don't really know that. That's what I was thinking. I don't think we're going to have the time and then we're going to be caught with no place to kind of yeah. serve as a base. Mm hmm. I think we should continue to fortify here, and then we're going to go have to kill his son eventually. Uh, Well, let's not race to do that. Yeah. Rather not do that right now. As much as I would like to kill an abomination, I don't think that is the most pressing matter at this time. We can protect this one here. I would like to make sure that the window is extra secured as well. Sure. Uh, Let's go ahead and move over to our manor house map. Sounds great. Pretty much all the windows here have been barricaded, either by you continuing the work or by Ismark himself previously. Yes, I meant her window specifically, because mm. he said that this thing keeps flying up to her window. Uh, so it's her window over on this side? Yes, it is still shut. Still shut, and you said there was a nail in there. So uh, on, on the outside, Ismark got up on a ladder and had put boards across it and nailed it shut. It is also locked. Oh, okay, so he did all that. Yes. Well, that's what I was going to do. <laughs> the issue is, uh, you see, it's able to take off the boards. Ah, I see. Um, so remind me again, what does Alchemist Fire do? So basically it does 1d4 fire damage, uh, but it's di- very difficult to put out for like 10 turns, I would think. Ah, uh, darn. Okay. Yeah, so we, we're not looking to burn the entire house down. <laughs> no. I was just thinking if it was something that could be touched and burned. It's with holy water. 
when it dries, does it still work? I would think so, yes. It would still be blessed. Okay. Okay, so would it, like, burn them like holy water burns them? Uh, yes. Then I would like to go around and paint the outside of the boards. Okay. And then the inside of the window. So I also have protection from good and evil prepared, but, I mean, I don't think it'll last through the night. Uh, no, I think it's only like a minute or ten minutes or something. Yeah, something very short. What does mine say? Up to ten minutes. Yeah. Um, right. And then I have Sanctuary, but that's also one minute. Well, I guess we'll just have to hope that the painting of the holy water will be enough. Yeah. Well, I mean, we will, and Shield of Faith is ten minutes too. Darn. I'm assuming we're going to be sticking around near her to protect her too, but I wanted to give us a little extra a little extra layer of defense. I agree. <gasps> okay, now, listen. Would they be affected if we had her drink the holy water? I mean, it's worth a shot. I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if we go back and and watch the, the lovely show on, on Hulu, uh, What We Do in the Shadows, which I finished, by the way. It's only two seasons. They did use people to who were drunk to then get drunk by drinking their blood. So, if we had a drink... That's different, though, right? Because alcohol is able to get into your blood by digestion. This Water whole... is as well. The holiness... Does holiness get into... Oh, your... what? Does it filter out the holiness? Well, here's... <laughs> Alright, so if we're gonna go on... A, if we're gonna go on a religious thing here, okay? Technically speaking, yes. The host would stay in you once it is consecrated <laughs> by the priest. Now... It it uh, but you have to keep taking it because you have to keep reaffirm you're still reaffirming your covenant with God. But once you've taken the Eucharist or once you've taken in the holy symbol, you're baptized and you're uh, you have your uh, communion. And so you just have to make sure that you you know keep following the tenets and of course keep uh, taking the Eucharist and keep taking you know that she stuff. Can't so, not follow the tenets if if she's asleep. Well, yeah, I, I but, the, but see, at that point, we're, we're, we're not, well, see, at this point, we're going to get into, like, okay, uh, what happens? Do we give her her last rites? And do we do things like that? And we go for, like, full, uh, you know, absolution? And if that's the case, then, yeah, like, if, if you go, if you go from death's door, and then you get your last rites, and then you miraculously survive. Just have her, just have her beatified. Yeah, like, it's, you're, you're, it's gone. Like, you, you can't, you can't be touched. All I'm saying is if she drinks the holy water and then the vampire tries to drink her blood, it should hurt the vampire. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is ravine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, exactly. I, I mean, I would argue that it probably would, but um, I don't we would think need... the process of digestion removes the holy from the holy water. No, it doesn't. That's that's not that's not the thing because it becomes. Because it's it, it becomes it, holy digestive fluids. Well, I'm just saying it becomes it, it, it's it starts out as just a wine and ju just wine and just a cracker, but once the priest you know blesses it or does everything, that's when it's like not transmutated. But I can't think of the actual the word. Any any Catholic or Christian friends out there listening, please tell me how wrong I am in the comments. Or but, don't. Or don't. Or do. I don't know. It's up to you. They'll probably say it anyway. But uh, yeah, I think that if 
she drank holy water, it would be fine. Or how about this? We just put it like on places where like you can get a really good like bite on like an artery or something. Meet her with it like you did the boards. Yeah. <laughs> well, Either in holy water. Okay. Can we paint yeah, yeah. where they bit her and stuff and see if perhaps like that's where they're gonna go bite again? It's like. Now listen. <laughs> Are we dealing with like, tr- like tracks marks on a junkie now or something? Listen, listen, listen. It's like <laughs> when, you know, when you have a puppy and people recommend like, oh, put lemon juice on your hands or hot sauce to get them to stop like puppy nipping on you, right? Which is not great. But then they taste that lemon juice or that hot sauce and they're like, ew, I don't want that anymore. What if it's the same thing but with holy water and we just create an adverse reaction? <laughs> with the vampire and this human's blood. Let's have the DM weigh on this at this point. I, I think we've talked enough. I've looked, I've been I, I, I thinking about it, right? <laughs> uh, it's all dumb. It's all dumb. It's all dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I have to make my case. <laughs> I support it. I, I tie wholeheartedly support it. <laughs> all right, fine, fine. You went with the evaporation thing, but... <laughs> what do you mean evaporation thing? I'm talking about the the holy water being painted so, onto the boards. And so. Oh, it, it's that's different though. You're actively blessing it. <laughs> all right, all right. Actively bless her. <laughs> you can cast bless on her. <laughs> but I don't think that works the same. Bless only works up to one minute. <laughs> well, you don't have hallow ground on you, huh? No. Hallow ground. I'm level one. <laughs> I have level one spells. It's silly. You don't have fifth level spells. <laughs> what? At level three? That's, that's <laughs> that is just silly. All right, fine. <laughs> don't do the silly thing. Well, I'm figuring we're going to be sticking around her in general. So is there anything else that needs to be protected or fortified? So you can take a look around the mansion. There's a lot of rooms and windows. Yes. But is there anything specific you want to defend is what you're asking? Are there any weak points that we can identify? Well, I suppose the door for one. But it yeah, can be dedicated. That's a good one. Better grab another door. <laughs> yes, we need to grab another door quickly. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> quickly! Here it comes again. Yelbert, Yelbert, help me with this door. Help me with this door. <laughs> what are you, you doing to my door? <laughs> no, 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 no. This works. <laughs> it works. Just, just, just trust me. It's right and true. Snap. Jam. All right. You there smash another door underneath the, the <laughs> door. Oh, God. <laughs> no chairs? No, no, no chairs. Are you kidding? We need something to sit on. We don't need doors. <laughs> Look, if it's good enough for the Pope's private residence, then it is certainly it is good for whatever this place is. A nice house. <laughs> Yes. Oh, what, you don't think that the Pope lives in a nice house? How dare you? He is... Very nice house. His eminence lives in the greatest house of all, the house of God. Sorry, I got carried away there. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty, so... Anybody else want to do anything? No, I'm I'm alright. I'll just wait. (laughs) I'll just wait. Alright. So you guys go ahead and barricade yourselves in, using the door underneath you at the door finishing any last boards that need to be nailed down as you go ahead and pen yourselves up in a Koyanovich manner, awaiting the assault from the outside. And we'll have that next time. 
Ooh. All right, and that is going to end this episode of Dice and Consequences. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Of course, we'll go around the table again. Savannah Baldwin, Kirsty Hamilton, Eric Hamilton, and of course, our illustrious Dungeon Master, Austin Woodyard. Now, the Curse of Strahd is an official module from the Wizards of the Coast for 5th edition D&D. Does anybody have anything they want to shout out before we uh, let everybody go? I'm watching Bridgerton. <laughs> That's a good. I show. was gonna start <laughs> watching that too. I was gonna do it. I I really was. My mom finally wore me down, and yeah, <laughs> it's, it's yeah? pretty good. It's pretty yeah. good. Okay, I'll add it's it to my list. Uh, pretend it's not based on like history because Jake couldn't stand it. Pretend yeah. it's a different world. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's, it's, it's not, not historically Lon- accurate. <laughs> it's not London. It's London. Done township on the times. Got it. That's what it is. Anyway, so there's that. Okay. Uh, my mom finally wore me down. I'm watching it. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, well, don't, Eric don't and I. Your parents. Oh yeah, oh, no, yeah, no, don't definitely not. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. no. I'm kids, aware of kids. why. Um, well, Eric and I have been playing. Uh, playing. Uh, what is it, Velheim? Ooh, I heard Valheim. We've been playing yeah. Valheim too. Yeah. Like way too much of it. <laughs> how far did you guys get? I am very unskilled, but Eric is doing really well. We've got silver. Lots of silver. Yeah, I haven't quite cleared the planes yet, so I haven't been able to get any of the next tier after silver, but the black black metal, whatever. Yeah. I have I have logged a solid two hours on that thing right now. There I have had is. so I've had so much to do. I haven't been able to do what I wanted to do. Very good. All right. Well, is that everything anybody wanted to shout out? Any last minute things? Any social medias? Anything like that? I don't uh, think so because no. we don't have social medias. We're boring. Remember? We're, we're, we're boring. We 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 got to yeah. Gotta at maverick dot discord dot com. We got to even try. Yeah. No. We, we got to get a little more interesting. Anyway, that's going to wrap it up for <laughs> us for today. Thank you all so much for tuning in. And we hope to see you in our next time when we continue our adventures in the land of Barovia in Curse oh, of Strahd. I guess we can say check out Dyson Consequences on any social media if I've made it by then. Yes, you can also do that. Yeah, you can look up uh, Dyson Consequences on this. Yes. Oh, this is such a wonderful thing I'm trying to wrap up here. This is great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're professionals. We're we're we're, we're doing this. this we, we, we totally got it going. Planned. Totally planned. We got it. We got it. <laughs> anyway, so um, as we uh, leave Barovia, be sure to stay tuned. Our, our ep- another episode of Incarnate is going to be uh, coming out very soon as well. And uh, thank you all so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of uh, your time, and we'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Dice and Consequences. Be sure to follow, subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram at Dice and Podcast, or send us an email at diceandconsequences at gmail.com. Attribution for sound effects can be found in the episode description. The theme song and outro is Firestone by Seth Baldwin. And remember, everybody, always take prestidigitation. Thanks for listening.
I need to get a new damn office chair. This sucks. My office chair is hurting my back so much. I love All my chair. I love my chair. Yours and mine are both very squeaky. <laughs> yeah, they're very. Eric needs can you, can you hear too. my chair? Yes, we can clearly yeah. hear it. Hmm. Can you hear mine? Really bad. I I can. Yes. I I. <laughs> I I okay so I've been I've been really wanting to get like one of like the racing chair ones because like you know everybody gets everybody gets one nowadays like a race car chair yeah yeah like <laughs> like, like, like like one of like the ooh, yeah power gamer chairs bro but now I'm thinking I'm like nah man I want something that's gonna be fucking comfortable you know what I mean intermission try <laughs> do 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 Get some music in here or something like that. Elevator music. Yeah. Well, so actually, so fun fact, that used to be called music is what it used to be called. And it was like a commercial royalty-free music service. And I believe it was bought by, um, what was it? Oh, yeah, it was bought, I think it was bought by Pandora, actually, uh, or the company that owns Pandora. Mm. And so now they try to offer music kind of like that, too. You mean a box? Yes, yeah. Yes, that one. Yes, Fox, yeah. No, Box. They own Pandora, don't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I said Box. Hmm. What, did it, what did it sound like? Is said something else? <laughs> it sounded like a, an animal. Oh, no, 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 no. I, no. What does it say? Don't Box. Say <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> what does it say? <laughs> what does what say? What does the... the Fox no, news. stop it. Stop it. No, enough. <laughs> Not doing it. Get out of here. All right. Okay. So, so I cast, I cast, uh, word death, power word of death. Word death of, of doom. Of doom on Frida. Yes. That's how it works. Doom Uh, of death and doom. Davy, check your phone real quick. Oh, mango habanero. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I know you guys are eating that. (laughs) Yeah, you do. Go and place down a token. They'll, they'll represent you. What token do we want? Oh, as just as the party? Yes. Uh, I think whichever one we had. Uh, or, you know, let's go put Yurlin in there because she's the one leading the way. As you wish. It'll be the dog. <laughs> Love it. I'm surprised you asked. Oh, is it the dog? Oh, okay. Don't worry, puppy. We'll get you safe. Well, welcome back, everybody, to Dice and Consequences, the Curse of Strahd. I'm Jake Geedy, your host and also a player at this table. We're going to go around the table. Welcome back, everybody. Around the table here, we're going to start with uh, Savvy Baldwin. How you doing? Okay, Jake, you did it again. Oh, shoot, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you did it as a... <laughs> My bad. <laughs> My Feels bad. good, man. Shit. Okay. <laughs> So, with me around the table, Savannah Baldwin, and then... Frida Leaf Hill, like that. Yeah, okay, that's right. Okay, sorry. All right, second (laughs) cut. Take two. Off to a great start, guys. Here we go. All right, quiet. 